Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. All right, so I'm going to talk about one of my absolutely favorite things today, and it's hearing God's voice. (laughs) So I was a believer probably for 15 years before I finally, someone explained to me, how the heck do you hear God's voice? Has anyone been there? Like, they were just like, well, you will just know. I was like, well, I don't know how I would know. I mean, there were several times that it was like, you know, like really, really strong and I knew, but it was just several times. And they kept talking about having a relationship with Jesus. And I was like, well, I don't know how you have a relationship with him without being able to hear him. Right? So I would read the Bible, I would pray, but it was very one-sided. And it was, it was, yeah, it like, it didn't make practical sense to me. And I'm very practical, I'm very real. Like, don't give me the religious mambo-jambo, like, tell me how to actually do it. (laughs) Right? I'm like, okay. So, um, we were missionaries already for a couple years in Russia, and we were burning out with our orphans that we came to save as this amazing, beautiful young couple, and we were just like, wow, we have all the answers, we'll just shape you up, just don't worry about it, like, well, we we got you. And they were like, not cooperating. (laughs) Right? So, like, it was not working. Like, I was like, wow, this Jesus is not cutting it over here. Like, I, I could have just been going to church probably for the rest of my life and just did my thing, but, like, like actually trying to, you know, tell some kids who have no idea um, about God, or it just all sounds like fairy tales to them. Like, it's not working. Um, and so we just had a lot of questions, and because of our questions and our hunger, we kind of Pass go and went into places that we were super offended at, like charismatic renewal stuff with Toronto. And we were like, well, we have nothing to lose. We Either we find something or we just go back home and we just sit at church and just do our thing. And so we were super hungry and um, going, we went to Sons and Wonders Conference. And I think there, for the first time, someone explained to us how the heck to hear God's voice in a simple way that made sense to me, that I could do at home right? Because I feel like there's just so much theory, so much, well, you have to hold your hand just right. You have to like get into this mode. You have to like, wow, it's not working for me. So, but the Bible says in John 10, right, that my sheep hear my voice, right? So we are, the Bible says that we're supposed to hear his voice. Um, It says in Psalms that he has more thoughts about us than the grains of sand on the beach, So if he's thinking so much about me, he probably has something to say to me, right? So, and then my other thought was, well, maybe he's a strong, silent type. (laughs) Right? But for heaven's sake, guy's name is the ward. (laughs) So I think he has something to say. So I would propose to you that he is speaking constantly, but we just don't know how what Ian was talking about, how to tune in 
right? And how to discern. So I want to say um, that in all of our heads, there's three different voices. So if you've been hearing voices, yay, you don't have to go to a mental hospital. You're normal. <laughs> right? So hopefully in everyone's head, there is your own voice. Right? Everyone got their own voice, hopefully. And that's like more logical. So it's your voice. And then who else is speaking in our heads? Satan. Yay, such good news. <laughs> and then who else? God is speaking. Ooh, yay, such good news. So how do we tell who the heck? And so all of it, okay, so the first revelation for me was, it's actually happening within my head. It's not the thunder in the sky. It's not like outside thing, outside of me, okay? It's happening right in here. It sounds like me, but there's three different sources, okay? So when I grabbed a hold of that, because I was just looking, I was like, wow, like when God speaks, it's supposed to become like with this background music, like there needs to be some kind of a commotion. I don't know. It just has to feel like super, super different. And what I have learned um, and was kind of a breakthrough thought for me that it really doesn't. It sounds like me. And so that's where a lot of us get tripped up and we're like, well, it's just me making stuff up. No, it's not all you. All the bad stuff is not you and all the good stuff is not necessarily you. Okay? So a lot of the torment and a lot of, a lot of like crazy stuff that floats through our minds is actually who? It's actually the enemy. He's called the accuser of the brethren, right? So his job is to accuse you in your mind. His job is to discourage you. His job is to steal life and to say that you suck, right? Like that's his job, right? And he's, he's doing really well with some of us, right? Like it's working. We think it's us, it's our self-talk, whatever, but it, it doesn't necessarily originate with us. It originates with the enemy, and he's speaking over time, and he's tormenting, right? So, um, so the enemy um, threw out something, some um, ways that his voice sounds. Not enough. So shame. Right? What else? Mistake. Um, you will never get better. So discouragement. All alone. Yep, never stuff will never happen. You're a failure, not loved. Um other people are better than you. Okay, whose voice is this? Um, what kind of Christian are you? Is that Jesus or is that the enemy? It's the enemy, right? So it could sound like uh, some of the preaching we've heard, right? And we, then we think it's God, but it's someone else, right? So 
not enough, right? Whatever you do is not enough. Accusing, just it's, his purpose is to defeat you, right? It says he came to kill, steal, and destroy, right? So everything in this category is his job, right? But what religion does is it says that this is the voice of God. Who wants a God like that? Right? Not fun. Like, not good. Like a very strange relationship. Very abusive. Right? When you have a God who speaks to you like this. You're never enough. Ne nothing you do is enough. You never read enough Bible. You never lead enough people to the Lord. You never blah, blah, blah. Fill in the blanks. Right? Never enough. Okay, so our voice is more logical, hopefully. <laughs> so this is bad spontaneous, right? Like you were not thinking about being not enough. You were just eating your pizza and minding your own business, and all of a sudden the start hits. <laughs> you are never going to be enough. Well, it's probably not coming from the pizza, <laughs> right? It was not like in your natural flow, right? It was not in your logical, whatever. Um, you can take this thought and, and take it here and make it logical and explain to yourself all the ways you don't measure up and develop it. Or like, oh my gosh, my money is running out, I'm going to die. Well, you can develop it and think about all the ways you're going to die. Or you can just be like, mm, no, I'm not going to die, actually. I'm going to be okay, right? So it talks about taking every thought captive and examining it. And if it's from the enemy, flush! Right? You have permission to not develop every thought. Oh my gosh. Sounds irresponsible. Yes, sounds like not wisdom. Who is like, it's wisdom to develop every thought to its logical conclusion? <laughs> right? Like, I have to think out all the ways we're going to die. Right? All the ways this is going to turn out badly. Right? Well, I don't know. How is it working for you? What kind of fruit is it producing in your life? It's pretty bad, right? Because the enemy is very excited. He's like, whoa, it worked. I just threw this thought at her, and she took it. And then I ramped up emotion, and she, like, really went for it. Oh, my goodness. Wow, we're going to do more of this. <laughs> right? And torment happens. Or you can just nix it. Like, when we were going through financial stuff, and I would think, oh, my gosh, money is running out. We're going to die. The Lord finally was like, Masha, like, you cannot have the second thought after that. Right? You cannot, like, go and budget after that. Like, you have to take that thought, and you have to flush it. Like, you cannot entertain it. Okay? So this is all the bad stuff. But then there is good stuff. 
there is God's stuff, and it's good spontaneous, right? So what was super helpful to me too, Lorna, if I ask you, how are you doing? Okay, how long did it take her to respond? Like that. So, if I ask Jesus a question, how long is it going to take him to respond? Right? Like, if it's a conversation, it's not going to be like, Jesus, tell me what you think about me. Crickets, two months later. (laughs) I'll get back to you, you. yeah. The strong, silent type, right? Like, he's not talking. (laughs) It's going to be fast. So a lot of times when you ask a question, the next thought, even as you're asking the question that's coming, is already Jesus speaking. Okay? Super practical. So grab onto it, even if it feels like it's just you making stuff up. Okay? And just go with it. Just take it for a spin. Woo! So what kind of things would God be saying? I love you. You are worth it. Well done. Trust me, a lot of that. And do not fear. So all of this good stuff. Do you think he will be talking to us about hard stuff? Yeah, he'll talk to us about hard stuff. But how is it going to be different from this? Mm -hmm. It's not going to condemn. It's not going to bring shame or accusation. It's going to be like, wow, you're so much better than this. Come over here. Let's clean this up. I'll be with you all the way. Like completely different. Right? He's going to, he's so invested into you doing, being amazing and doing amazing. So like his voice in the area of sin or anything or in a healing or anything is going to sound completely different, right? It's going to bring hope. It's going to be like, wow, come on. You took a step, baby. You took a step. I'm so proud of you. No matter that you were like fell down on your face and laying down here, but you took a step. Yeah. So that's daddy, right? That's father heart. Mm. Not this religious voice, right? That it's like, you're never good enough. You're just not. All right. Whew. Okay. So three voices. Um, But I want to put some guardrails around those voices too, okay? And just how I can tell better. Because it does get confusing. And the more emotional we are, and the more it's in the area of our desire, and the more um, it's in the area of destiny or hurt or anything like that, the more confusing it gets, right? So, and I can't say that I'm all the way there, okay? Because I still like um, learning better and better how to navigate it. But just some, some things I have learned I want to share. Um. So what is the first, like, most obvious guardrail on what God's voice is going to sound like? 
the Bible. Sorry, Bible is still absolutely God's word and super important. So don't tell me like you're just hearing from Jesus and not reading your Bible. Okay? <laughs> because I've had some friends go into deep weirdness of just like listening by themselves. But I'm like, wow, but it says here in the Bible, well, I have my own special relationship with Jesus. It's very special. Right? So the Bible is going to give guardrails. He's not going to contradict himself. He might reveal something completely different, right, than we have understood before. But it's not going to be, like if it says do not be yoked, unequally yoked, he's not going to tell you to go ahead and marry an unbeliever. Okay? Or get into business with an unbeliever. Right? Like it's just clear. There are some things that are clear. to submit to you something I've been learning in this season, um, that his voice is going to sound like the fruit of the Spirit. Whose spirit is it anyways? It's his spirit, it's his character. What else is he going to sound like, right? I mean, that would be bizarre if he didn't sound like himself, right? And we have the fruit of the Spirit um, on the... So, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So any voice that does not sound like it, you, have a, you, you can question. Right? Even if they are saying they have a prophetic word for the, whatever, body of Christ, the nation, whatever. If there is no fruit of the Spirit, if it sounds mad and condemning and shrill, might not be the Lord. Okay? Because his word, his words, is, he, he, what he says is going to sound like his character. Right? He's not schizophrenic. Right? So another thing that just struck me this week is that he says, my sheep are going to hear my voice. I was like, why not dogs or cats or goats, donkeys? I mean, the varieties are so abundant, right, of different animals who could hear his voice. And he doesn't even say my people will hear my voice, but my sheep it's like, what the heck with that? And so I made P uh, Peter look up <laughs> on how do sheep, am I saying it correctly? Okay, <laughs> because that's one of my trick, it's, it's one of my tricky words. How do they learn to hear a shepherd's voice? And it's um, so I we looked up this thing uh, where we was talking about someone um, who said recently I had a conversation with a friend about this passage. 
She grew up on a farm where her family raised livestock, including sheep. She explains that over time, sheep come to associate the sound of the shepherd's voice or even whistle with certain benefits. Contrary to popular opinion, sheep are not dumb. They know who feeds them, protects them, and cares for their needs. Sheep can distinguish their keeper's voice from others. But what about newborn lambs? How do they learn to recognize the shepherd's voice? My friend confirmed my suspicions. From birth, lambs are conditioned to follow the flock. Sheep get a bad rap for their flock mentality, but God created them with the instinct to stick together as a means of survival. That instinct allows the lambs to flourish. Even sheep that are introduced to a new flock will follow the other sheep until they recognize the voice of the shepherd. So that's why it is important to be a part of the body that is growing and hearing God's voice and where people actually know you, right? Because you can show up, and if people don't know you, you can just, you know, make up whatever weird thing in your head and just go for it, right? But if you share it with a friend who is grounded in the Bible, they'll be like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> that does not sound like an awesome idea. Let's, let's think about it, right? Let's pray about it, right? That's why it's super important to be part of a flock, right? What happens to the sheep who, like, get aside, who wander away? Gets lost, right? The shepherd is super, super intentional to go and get it, right? Uh, hence the whole, the whole um, story of the shepherd leaving the 99 to go find the one and to bring them in back into the flock. Right, because it's a, not a good place for a little lambkin to be just out there. <laughs> so I, I feel like this is a big part. Community is a big part of how we have the guardrails to hear God's voice, especially in big decisions, in big stuff, right? Um, and the third, the third portion is that um, something we've been learning, um, I feel like, in this last couple of years. Um, the difference between the still small voice and the other two ditches. Okay. Um, I was, uh, we were actually having this conversation with our daughter. And I feel like she explained it to me the best I've ever heard. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I'm going to grab onto that. She said, I don't listen to the voice that screams fear. Like loud. And I don't listen to the other loud voice that just says, go for it. Um but I listen to this voice in the middle that's very quiet. Okay? So I want to flesh it out a little bit more. So to me, this voice is, a lot of times comes with euphoria. Like, I really want this. This is amazing. Like, they, I'm going to make thousands of dollars just like out of my one dollar. Like, it's going to happen, right? 
So euphoria. How do you spell euphoria? Okay. Euphoria. Um, but under that euphoria, there is like this lost feeling, you know? And a lot of times in relationships, like you like with falling in love and stuff like that, you can be, oh my gosh, it's, you know, amazing. But it's not like super peaceful, you know? Or with business or anything, really. And then this side is fear, uh, passivity. Like I'm just too afraid to like do anything, right? Um, and then like fear of failure. So I have an example of how we worked it out in our family recently. So we decided, Danya was like, all of a sudden, I really want a dog. And, and we've been like, Peter loves dogs. I've never had a dog. But I was like, wow, if Danya ever really wants a dog, we're going to go for it. And how I work is like I get kind of obsessive <laughs> about things a bit, like especially what I can research online or whatever. So I got into, the, into my head that the, my best option of bonding to a dog would be to get this golden retriever puppy. <laughs> and so I started researching and, oh my word, we got so far down this one trail where it was a scam, but I was so in this that I absolutely could not hear. Like, I was, we were flying to who knows where to get this puppy for free. <laughs> so, if yes, this is such a huge example. If anyone is offering you a golden retriever puppy for free, <laughs> like, if she is a 10 and you are a 3 and she wants to date you, Yeah, so moving right along. Um, so we were going for this golden retriever puppy. I was, we were trying to figure out how many thousands of dollars it's going to cost and just everything. And I had this brilliant idea. I was like, you know, guys, let's sit down as a family and just pray about it. And just ask Jesus, what kind of golden retriever puppy he wants for us? did and Danya comes out of it and goes well I don't think it's a puppy I think it's like a two or three-year-old dog and it has this colors in it like okay all right redirect no golden retriever puppy for me <laughs> right so we started looking in a different direction and we started looking at shelters and I want to suggest that maybe you go in for your golden retriever puppy that will be horrible for you and that's not even an option. When God has an amazing mutt for you, <laughs> waiting for you at the shelter. 
and know the man said amen. <laughs> right, ladies? <laughs> we have this picture of like, oh my word, he's just going to be... Right? And usually it's a diamond in the rough. <laughs> and it works out really good, right? When you, when you follow the still small voice and are not chasing the golden retrievers. Right? So if there is a lot of turbulence in a relationship possible it's not this right or like in something else you know the relationship is just one sphere of desire so just tuning in what Anne was was doing with the radio was so brilliant because as we tune turn down the other voices that are screaming so loud right and it's going to be tricky in this season because everything is getting louder and louder, right? The voice of accusation and judgment is so loud right now that you have to, like, intentionally turn it down to even hear, right? The still, small voice. The Lord is not going to yell. The only times he yells is, like, when you're in mortal danger, right? It's going to be a still, small voice. It's going to be good, spontaneous thoughts. And it's just going to flow from this place. So I want to do a little activation with you guys. If you can um, possibly pass out the papers and um, pants. So what has really helped me is journaling, which is basically writing down your question and without putting down your pen and engaging the logic, starting to write the answer. Even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's the spontaneous thought that just comes that feels like you, that feels like you're making stuff up, I would challenge you to keep writing and then reread it later. Because once you reread it, you'll be like, wow, I could not have made this up. Right? But in, in the process, it might feel like, wow, this, is, this just feels like me. This sounds like me. This is just my thoughts. But you know that in this kingdom of faith, everything comes through what? Through faith. Right? So when we come to Jesus, when we ask him a question, if we believe that he is answering us, that's what we're going to receive. Right? We're going to step into his, hearing his voice by faith. Right? You have to believe that he is answering you. And to treasure his words and to write them down. All right. Um, so the first question I want you to ask him, and write it down, write down the question. What's blocking me from hearing you, Jesus? 
What's blocking me from hearing you, Jesus? And then without putting down the the pen, just start writing. Writing out the things that you feel like he's saying that are blocking you. Don't overthink it. With hearing God's voice, don't overthink it because you go into your own logic and you get stuck, okay? So just believe as you are asking the question that the flow is going to come and he's going to start responding right away. give you another minute to write it down. And then whatever he has shown you, um, I want to lead you in, in just prayer of breaking that off and confessing it. So just whatever you wrote down, just say, Jesus, I'm sorry for allowing those things to block me from hearing your voice. I break partnership with whatever it is, whatever he showed you, or I repent off. I break partnership with unbelief that you will not speak to me. I repent for believing a lie that um, you're giving me a silent treatment that I'm not worthy to hear you. I break partnership with disappointment of when I tried to hear you, but I heard wrong. Just whatever it is that's been blocking, start giving it to Jesus. And then ask him the next question. Say, Jesus, and you can write it down too. How do you want to speak to me in this season? And then just uh, write down what he's showing you. I want to say that he's incredibly creative. And so he literally speaks through almost everything. He speaks, speaks in our thoughts. He speaks through numbers. He speaks through music. He speaks through dreams. He speaks through 
you name it, everything. He's constantly speaking. And so just start um, receiving this truth. Just say, Jesus, I receive the truth that your desire is to speak with me. That you have always have something to say. That you have more thoughts, that you have thought of me before the universe was created. That you already were dreaming about me. That you have so many thoughts and so many dreams that you want to share with me, that it will take my entire life and then eternity to unpack it. And that then a third and final question, if you can write it down, just say, um, Jesus, what is your heart for me in this season? What is your heart and your dream for me in this season? And if it feels too good to be true, it's probably Jesus speaking. If it's better what you could think or imagine for yourself, it's Jesus speaking. Just write it down. Just Jesus, thank you so much that you have so many thoughts for us, that you have so many plans for us, that your heart for us is always so, so, so good. We love you, Jesus. All right, I'm going to give you one more minute to write it down. Wow, raise your hand if you've heard something from Jesus. Come on, come on. More Jesus. Raise your hand if you heard for the first time. Like it was the first time for you. Okay, come on. Wow, thank you, Jesus, that you're always speaking. Just give you all the glory. If the worship team can come up, see if you can help me carry this off. <laughs> Jesus, continue to speak to each one of us. We opened up our hearts to you. We have... Um, gotten on your wavelength, 
And I just ask you, Lord, that you just drop a word or several <laughs> into everyone's hearts this morning, that you just speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, let's all stand.